Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Did you know that your body and well-being are being continuously threatened by something you don't even see? That threat is based on electromagnetic radiation, or e-smog. On an average day, you get exposed to 20 to 40 sources of negative EMF such as your Wi-Fi router, Bluetooth headphones, cell towers, even the dirty electricity hidden in your walls. This radiation creates a long list of problems that impact your everyday wellness and well-being. Check out the Centropics Bubble. The Bubble is a breakthrough miniature active neutralizing frequency device that literally fits in your pocket. The Bubble uses EMF radiation protection which makes positive electromagnetic frequencies that are aligned with your body and the earth. The bubble is programmed and charged by impulses from a specifically developed bioresonance radiation technique. Frequencies that counter interference fields, known as electrosmog or electromagnetic pollution, are recorded as information by the bubble. Best of all, you can take the bubble with you wherever you go. Rediscover the joy and wonderful passion of being alive and reclaim your vitality and energy. Just go to GetTheFrequency.com or click the link in the description to get your Centropics bubble today. back to Forbidden Knowledge News. I'm your host, Chris Matthew. Today, my guest is Sherry Kemp. First, a couple of announcements. Check out our website, ForbiddenKnowledge.News. This is the home of the Forbidden Knowledge Network. This is where you find some of your favorite podcasts from our community featured. Forbidden Knowledge News is always available on Rockfin, Odyssey, Rumble, and all podcast platforms. Check out Rockfin. This is where you get our premium content, as well as all the premium content from every creator on Rockfin for only $10 a month. 
Just go to rockfin.com slash FKN plus. That's R-O-K-F-I-N dot com slash FKN plus to sign up now. Finally, if you would like to help with the donation for the documentary production, you can go to supportfkn.com or we have a PayPal link in the description. Anything is greatly appreciated. And if you make a donation of $5 or more at supportfkn.com, you also get access to Corey Hughes' secret JFK forum and tons of information that will be going into his upcoming book. Today, I want to welcome Sherry Kemp. She is a registered holistic nutritionist and reflexologist. With over 20 years educating herself in natural health and healing, she uses Reiki, energy work, homeopathy, aromatherapy, and herbology to achieve a disease-free lifestyle in a closer balance with the world around. In doing this, she learned in-depth about food and its effects on our bodies, particularly the refined and processed foods that are heavily encouraged by industries and government. She feels we all deserve to know the truth about what we are eating in order to make educated decisions to help take back our sovereignty. Sherry, welcome. How you doing? I'm wonderful. How are you doing? I'm excellent. Thank you so much for coming on. It's great to see you too. This is going to be a very important discussion that everyone needs to hear. We were just talking about this. Uh, It's about the mass-produced, processed, and dangerously poisoned food that most Americans not only eat every day, but for some, it's all they eat. And of course, with detrimental effects on their health. And there's so many aspects of this uh, that we're going to have to get into. most of the things that we consume on a daily basis from the mainstream uh, is not good for us at all. Uh, and they say that you are what you eat is absolutely accurate. Uh, and we've got so much to so much ground to cover because I know that there's so many things that uh, a part of our diet that we have to dissect that's not good for us. Uh, this is your first time on, though. Tell us more about absolutely. your background and uh, tell us more about your background and what led you to this uh, research that you've been doing. Um, well, thank you. I was, I'm, my mother's British. Uh, that has a lot. And I was born in 1971. And back then, um, she told me that when she had her baby in the hospital, they gave her a a can of formula and told her to go home. They were discouraging, um, nursing children by then. Um, and we all, well, most of us know that colostrum, the first milk is the most important thing that a baby can take in once they come into the world. Um, that has their antibodies. It has um, codes for living. It, it coats them with um, intestinal flora and helps them fight disease right from the start. And they were already taking that away from mothers, I believe. And uh, I grew up drinking skim milk because it was not fattening. We ate margarine because my mother believed that it was better for our hearts. Um, she, she listened to what they said, you know, and um, unfortunately, as we got older, some of us had some illnesses. Like I had um, heavy periods, lots of pain there. And uh, with a healthy, healthy diet, that is not something that necessarily needs to happen. You know, uh, we didn't eat our fish oils and things like that. And I guess what really got me going was when I, got pregnant with my daughter and uh, a girlfriend of mine, who's a holistic nutritionist handed me a book called super immunity for kids. And I read it 
And uh, I was just furious because I learned about the importance of omega oils to our, our cell membranes, our re reproductive systems, our neuro um, paths, um, and just the differences between whole foods versus refined foods, whole milk, butter. Our, our bodies know what to do with that. Our bodies don't know what to do with some of these manufactured foods. And um, so I just went that way. And by the time my daughter was two, I became a nutritionist myself. And uh, we went from there. And I, I can say my daughter's never taken an antibiotic in her life. And she's still here. She's still kicking. Um, and we've made it through so many diseases as the human race. And we're still here. Doesn't anybody wonder how or why when modern medicine <laughs> isn't very old? So that's, that's what did it. And I, I've um, pursued learning about iridology. So reading um, symptoms of bod body disease in the eyes, in the ears. I've learned reflexology. I use homeopathy, um, aromatherapy. I have my Reiki too. So I like to do energy work too. And um, I feel great. I have girlfriends younger than me that are saying, this is my arthritis. That's why I can't do this. It's my arthritis. And like, why do we put names to ailments? Like just don't go there. So I, I just want to help empower some people um, just about certain foods that are out there, certain um, additives that are in our foods and, and ways that they are refining our foods that might make them change their mind about, um, about using them. Yes. And um, so I should start with aspartame. If that's well, okay. I wanted to ask you before we get into that, you're in Canada. How does the healthcare system and pharmaceutical system compare to what's here in the United States? Would you say it's pretty similar? Well, we have, um, we have coverage, universal coverage. And uh, I, think, I think it's ridiculous because for years and years, um, they tell us how, how in trouble the system is and how we might not have the system anymore. And I've just thought all along, if we had coverage for the preventive practitioners, don't you think that would take a load off? So obviously it's a pile of bull and we're just going to do everything that the pharmaceutical companies tell us to do because uh, I believe they help us out. The doctors here um, get out of school and the companies come in and help pay for their, uh, for their equipment and everything like that. If they use their products, I'm sure it's the same down there. Um, but we don't have coverage for um, chiropractors, uh, naturopaths, homeopaths, um, people like that that could keep people out of, of the hospitals and out of the system. So I think they just keep encouraging it that way. I think it's disgusting. Um, when I became a, a nutritionist, I realized very quickly that even people's own personal coverages or coverages from work wouldn't cover somebody like me. So, <laughs> but I'm still happy that I do it. And, and I believe people should know what to take, what to use and how to prevent, uh, getting sick in the first place you know now they're, everyone they're believes still, themselves um, into disease now yeah now they're still pushing these 
boosters and vaccines big time there, aren't they? Oh, here too. Absolutely. That's what I'm saying over there is they're pushing it huge, right? Huge, huge. And I even wonder, and I'm just, what if, what if the reason we were allowed to have all these lockdowns is just because the government is getting money to pay for us to stay home? Why is it so easy to put us all on welfare? (laughs) Yeah, they're just printing out money anyway, of course. And and another thing that infuriated me about that situation, uh, when that disease came out, it's it was a respiratory illness, a respiratory illness. And I thought, oh, no problem. You know, I'm going to take this, do that. I'm going to exercise more and whatever. And uh, I'm going to be strong and fine. And then I would see like these, um, our news station is different than CNN, but same thing. They're telling us to cover up our respiratory system like to weaken our respiratory system how does that make it stronger and all these kids how do they develop acquired immunity when they're stuck at home they're not being exposed to anything yeah that's a whole other um disgusting it is it is and i I can um, talk about foods that can help keep us strong for you know future developments in this too well, but yeah, let's maybe. start. Um, let's start with aspartame. This is one of the big ones, um, and it's very prevalent throughout our system. Yeah, yeah. Um, when aspartame came out, I believe it was the early '80s ish, and um, there were a lot of companies that wanted the product, and um, the cola companies and, and etc. And um, so it got pushed through the FDA very, very quickly. It was paid to get through. Um, there are articles with uh, people's names and, and such that were involved. Um, and there was no long-term testing. And people don't, I don't know if people realize that at a temperature of 86 degrees, aspartame turns into a form of formaldehyde. And our bodies are warmer than 86 degrees. So that's happening inside us when we drink those drinks and eat those foods. Um, And it gets deposited into our our joints. Uh, We don't know what to do with it. Our bodies don't know what to do with it. It gets deposited. It builds up. It can cause chronic pain. It can cause fatigue um, issues with with diet and uh, colon. And um, some people are misdiagnosed as having fibromyalgia even MS um, and certain things like that, instead of just addressing the real cause. And there was an an article with uh, a nurse of all people who had been bedridden. She had had chronic pain for years and she was almost crippled and they were testing her for everything and uh, not figuring it out. And then a, a progressive younger doctor, I think maybe from another country um, noticed a, a diet, drink by her her bed and asked her how many of those she drank a day and she said five and he gave her a pill for poison control and she could walk the next day it's it's not it's not something that we should take lightly um so there's that and also there are theories about the gulf war gulf war syndrome um a lot of the uh the soldiers had some some terrible issues um coming back from there besides from what they went through and uh, it turned out that uh, 
there was a diet drink that was the the drink of the Gulf War, and they they dropped it into the desert by the by the crates, and um, so these got heated up in the can before the people even drank them. Now this and, is still uh, being used in products like Diet Coke and and other things. Yeah, I wasn't going to name any names, but you got oh, it. Oh yeah, well I mean that's fine. <laughs> they need to know what they're drinking. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So there's that um, vegetable oil as well. Mm -hmm. I don't know if people realize the process um, that certain vegetable oils and the cheaper um, food oils go through. Um, yeah, I've heard about this. How, what is, yeah. the, what what is we, with the vegetable oil and how is this so harmful? Yeah, it's ridiculous. What we want are cold pressed oils and uh, they don't really heat up high enough sometimes. So vegetable oil. What they do is they take the vegetable seeds um, and these aren't organic. These, these are genetically modified vegetables. Uh, they are heated to very, very high heats. So that already causes um, damage to the, to the oil. It causes free radicals that do damage to our cells um, to occur. And then they put an additive in it um, a bleaching agent because now it's a foggy oil. So they bleach it out. They heat it up again. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So it's nice and clear, but now it stinks. So now they put an additive in it to get rid of a chemical additive to get rid of the stench and so on. They heat it up again. I believe it's a seven step process and none of it is good. And uh, none of it is good for us and it can cause terrible things to happen to our bodies. So that's vegetable oil. Um, if you want some uh, uh, oils that could heat up, there's coconut oil, sunflower, safflower, um, olive oil. When I, when I cook with olive oil, I don't cook with it. I'll use one of the others and then I'll drizzle the olive oil on my pasta afterwards because, uh, it is very high in the omega fatty acids or our essential fatty acids are omega oils and we need them. Um, people don't realize, I don't think that our cell membranes are made up of essential fatty acids and cholesterol. And we're all afraid of cholesterol <laughs> mm, yeah. and, uh, and we shouldn't be. And essential fatty acids, the word essential means we can't make them in our bodies. We have to get them from our diets. And uh, I want to get your, uh, go ahead, finish. 
a lack of those can cause problems with our reproductive systems and, and our nerve, our nerve cells and our brain cells. Wow. Now I want to get your thoughts on this. Um, the food pyramid, and it seems to have changed dramatically even since when I was a kid, it, it never seemed to be right. I mean, every time I would look at it, I'd wonder how is this the correct nutritional process for humans. What do you think about the food pyramid and how do you think it really should be shown to us? Well, I learned that the, the food pyramid came about because, um, because the farmers needed to, <laughs> to sell their, their foods, right? So, um, and even breakfast necessarily, the, the times of days that we are told to eat and such, it, it's, it's not right. And uh, when it comes to the foods like dairy, um, these dairy foods here in North America are um, pasteurized, they're cooked right? Um, they're not even in the raw form. So, and meat, really meat, if we're going to eat animal meat, it really should only be the size of your fist. Your fist is about the size of your heart. And that is all you need of animal protein. If you're going to eat animal protein in a day, in a day, um, grains and such, they should be whole grains. They shouldn't be refined grains. I mean, my mother bought enriched bread thinking <laughs> it had more in it, but uh, they have to add the iron and B vitamins back to it because when they, when they um, take the bran and the, the germ out, those nutrients are gone. They have to put it back. Um, so the food pyramid, I mean, we should be eating throughout the day. Um, smaller meals more often. It keeps our metabolism going. When we don't eat for long periods of time, it can slow down our metabolisms. And then like, for instance, when you sleep eight hours of sleep, your metabolism has slowed right down. And then people wake up and throw a big heavy breakfast into that. And it's just very hard on the body. So we, we need to be easier on our digestive systems, our guts. Um, when we eat, it's, I think, more fruits and vegetables than they say. I think starting with liquids in the morning is a nice way to ease into a healthier metabolism. Um, we're told before even having our morning coffee, some lukewarm water with lemon. And that is because it can start our digestive fluids going and it actually helps clean the liver. It helps filter the liver. So what a way to start the day. Yeah. Um, fruits and vegetables, way more. Meats, way less. <laughs> um, people forget that they do need carbs. Carbs are energy. Um, sugars, refined sugars, no. But complex carbs, absolutely, we need that. We need that energy. Protein is repair food. You don't necessarily get energy from proteins. And uh, I 
I don't know if that helps a little yes, bit. Yes, it does. Yeah, and we, as a nation, we have an epidemic of cancers, of course, and it's gotten worse in in our modern times. And it seems, of course, yeah. that if you don't um, go get the chemotherapy or the cancer medicines, you have a better chance of surviving, rather than you not going to the doctor. So, what are some I of think- the things that we got to watch out for that could uh, cause cancer in our bodies? Okay, um, cancer. I, we make cancer cells in our body every day. We all do. I, I think the ratio is even like one in a million. One in a million cells that divide in our body, like don't quote me, um, is a cancer cell. It, it has a, a little mutation. It's a genetic mutation. And our bodies are designed to destroy that cell immediately. That's it. We just do. And uh, the problem is... I think a, a problem is um, enzymes. Enzymes are a big, big deal for so many processes in our body. And we do make them ourselves, but we do get them from raw foods. Raw foods contain enzymes. An apple can eat itself. Um, raw fruits and vegetables can, um, can be digested in our body in a half an hour. Um, enzymes are incredible, but they serve many, many purposes. They help digest our food. Um, and they're involved in many, many other cycles in the body, including working with the immune system. And it's our immune system that kills that little cancer cell. But if everything we eat is cooked, right? Like even our milk is cooked, you know, um, everything is cooked. Our cereal in the morning is cooked. So all the enzymes in our body at that point are the ones made by us, our own enzyme stores. So if we're digesting a heavy, heavy meal, maybe our enzymes aren't being used enough with our immune system. And that cell got overlooked. It didn't get destroyed. And then it gets to divide again and again and again. And I believe that's a big deal in how uh, certain cancers grow. We need more raw foods in our diet, raw juices, raw foods, the enzymes. Um, I always thought if I were ever to get cancer, which isn't in my wheelhouse, um, I would just go on a 100% raw food diet. Mm. Um, I also believe we think ourselves into cancer. And when I drove down to Myrtle Beach a couple of years ago, before a few before COVID. And I swear every city I drove past had a billboard that said this cancer center, cure your cancer at our cancer center, treat your cancer at this hospital, my cancer. Woo. It's ridiculous (laughs) the way they get to our heads. I mean, I learned in school about um, certain cancers. Like if, if a woman gets breast cancer, say, and, um, I guess I should say parts of the body that aren't used necessarily the way they should be have a higher risk of developing a cancer. So if you didn't nurse or, or didn't have kids, or if, even if you look badly at yourself and don't like parts of your body, it sends negative energy there. I think these are all big factors too. Our, our minds are incredible. And I also believe our minds can cure these things too. Yeah. If you don't put a label on something, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. I mean, I believe 
in a, in a certain book that says we can grow back a limb if only we didn't think we couldn't. Right. Our, man, our minds are incredible. We don't need to accept disease the way that we do, um, especially cancer. I kind of wonder sometimes if perfectly happy people go get a physical and they're told that they have something that they never mm-hmm. even felt a, a pain in. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just saying, what if right, I understand right. no, people I've thought can about go. this before too. I mean, how many people, I know that of course, misdiagnosis is a real thing yeah. for cancer and they get on the medication and the medication kills them. So this is definitely a thing that, that happens. Just a question of how often, you know? Yeah. And I think too, um, especially here with our healthcare system, they're making money, right? They're mm-hmm. making money off of us. Um, a little biopsy, you know, maybe there's nothing wrong with you, but let's take a little biopsy and like get some money for that. Right. You know, I was a heart attack. Someone here talk is... about how they inject you with radioactive sugar to find a tumor. That just ridiculous. seems ridiculous. insane to me. You know what? If you don't want to get a tumor, maybe increase um, your intake of certain mushrooms maitake, reishi, shiitake, um, help shrink tumors. They help your body produce more of a growth hormone that will get rid of tumors. That's the way I try to do things. Now you mentioned, (laughs) um, you mentioned milk earlier, and I think we were talking about this before, how, uh, the, Raw milk is probably uh, what we should be drinking instead of this pasteurized stuff that's mass produced, right? Absolutely. Everyone has lactose intolerance now. The enzyme is called lactase and it gets cooked right out of the milk. So that's another thing. See, enzymes, if we don't have those enzymes to, to digest something, then it's going to cause issues. I, um, I know some Italian people and They've come over from Italy and they've said, I never had a lactose problem till I moved to Canada, probably because they got to use raw milk, you know, and now people are missing out on those proteins too. Raw milk is fine. It's illegal here. It's illegal. And uh, (laughs) um, there are certain people that are very passionate about getting it, um, but the farmer can be charged and uh, and shut down so the way certain organic markets go about getting around it is uh, the farmer sells a share in the cow and uh, you pay i don't know 40 bucks 80 bucks and you have a share in the cow now it's your cow so you can drink the milk and that's how we have to get around it around here i don't know what it's like down there but uh, it's illegal yeah, raw sure. milk in canada is illegal that's really interesting. <laughs> yeah. And, and I feel that it, it's things like this too, Chris, that um, increase diagnoses of ADD and ADHD. Yeah, I was just about right? to ask you this, this on sudden onset in the past few years of all these new strange diseases and sickness, especially that children are getting, are probably nutrition related, right? Absolutely. I can't say... All of the cases, I can't say all the cases, of course, but I mean, my mother was a teacher and she was, (laughs) as she was getting older and more impatient with the kids, she was saying, oh, I think they have ADD. They need to be on Ritalin. I'm like, mom, 
come on, look what's happening. Kids have dairy issues. There's a protein they can't have. Kids have peanut and nut um, issues now. There's protein that they can't have. They don't want us to have tuna sandwiches in school. I don't know about there, but I remember being asked not to send tuna sandwiches or eggs to school with my daughter. Now, what are they going to eat for protein? These kids are not eating protein, and that helps balance your blood sugar. They're, at, they're all on sugar crashes. They're all, they're all in a nutrient debt, and they're losing their minds in school. That's, I think that's what ADD is. Right. Not Like I said, not 100%, of course, but I think a lot of these uh, kids are misdiagnosed. And when really, they should just be having some more protein yeah and good protein right and these proteins aren't allowed in the schools <laughs> it's ridiculous you, they're creating this what do you think about if you if you have something say like a, a, a ruptured appendix i had a gallbladder that was removed in my 20s and of course oh, I, re- so. I regret it terribly uh yeah. they of course the surgeon was just out to get some money i could, could have probably just changed my diet which i was stupid back then and didn't but if i could have probably just changed my diet and i would still have a gallbladder right now Absolutely. but of course my they removed too. it and i have more problems after than, than mm-hmm. I ever had before. Um, yeah. you know, I don't think we it's, should have anything removed, right? No, we shouldn't. Somebody wanted to remove my daughter's tonsils once. I said, are you kidding me? Those are lymph nodes. And the gallbladder, the gallbladder holds excess bile. The liver secretes bile. Oh, the gallbladder stores it, Yeah, right? It stores it. And I guess the problem with the fatty foods, like my mom, British, we had a deep fryer. She made French fries with vegetable oil all the time. And she got gallstones and da 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 da. Um, meat pies, right? Same kind mm. of those hydrogenated oils. Um, and now she doesn't have a gallbladder. It's the fatty foods that can cause the stones and da 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 da. But we can get rid of those with things like apple cider vinegar, uh, chunka piedra. I think that's the bone or the stone crusher. There, there are many things we can do. And the gallbladder is so necessary because it holds excess bile. Surgeon and bile. didn't even want to try a treatment plan or anything. He's like, I suggest I'm, we just take this thing out. I'm like, I don't think they know. I don't think they even know the alternatives. I think they mm. pay for these educations that don't yeah. teach them how to heal, you know? Um, but bile emulsifies fats. We need the gallbladder to store the excess bile. Because the liver produces the bile. And if the liver is overworked, too, like at least we have the stores, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's not fair. Uh, the appendix, I don't, I don't know enough about it to start talking about that. But yeah. I don't think they need to be removed either. They, they do serve a function. I mean, why would we have anything in our wonderful, beautiful bodies that don't serve a function? With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know? <laughs> now, you also have a theory about uh, anaphylaxic allergies. Uh, I do. When I was in school, I learned um, just things about about peanuts and, and about foods. Um, peanuts are considered a scavenger crop. You can take a toxic field and if you want to clean it up, you throw a crop of peanuts on it. It leaches toxins from the soil. Um, those peanuts should be destroyed. I don't know if, um, well, I'm not saying they're using peanuts that are used for that in our products, but um, conventional fields aren't the cleanest. They're not, they're like they're fertilized with fertilizer. They are sprayed with pesticides um, and peanuts are a scavenger crop. Strawberries are a very water absorbent fruit. Um, so that too, pesticides, right? They're sucked right, mm. right through the strawberry. Uh, shrimp are considered scavengers of the sea. Um, and I just, and bees, you know, they, they travel all over the place and they collect that pollen from those plants and who knows if they've been sprayed. Um, and these are what are causing anaphylactic allergies. So come on. I think if you, if you feed your child, your baby, organic strawberries or organic peanuts, I don't think these types of allergies will occur. Right. I mean, we made it this far. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a good time to, to kind of discuss the organic farming versus conventional. Well, our farming our farming industry is under attack right now in many different ways. Uh, but um, what can we look at is the uh, the differences and the w between organic the, and the conventional farming. We had to visit an organic farm when I was in school, and when we got there, it was a small farm. There was this old, old tractor on the lawn. It looked like it was from the 50s. I think he said it was. And we thought it was a decoration. That was his tractor. That was all he needed for his farm. And he had a productive farm. He had a, a good business. It wasn't a, a hobby. Um, he had this little tractor. They have smaller fields, smaller crops. They rotate their crops. And um, that is so important for, for remineralization. A conventional farm doesn't restore the mineral content in their fields. And fruits and vegetables can create their own vitamins, but they can't create their own minerals that comes from the soil. So right then and there, organic farms, organic foods have a higher mineral content. So people that say, oh, you get pesticides on it anyway. I don't believe in that stuff. Your food is lacking in minerals. If there's a crop of a carrot crop on that same field for 50 years, guaranteed those minerals aren't there. Um, so that's, that's a big, big thing for me. The mineral content in the foods, uh, the rotation of the crops. They'll even let a crop rest and plant clover. Um, they don't use the giant machines. Um, they irrigate their crops using trickle systems. So water isn't being wasted, evaporated into the air. Um, their animals 
are eating the organic foods. The crops are using the organic manure. Um, it, it's so much more sustainable and so much less wasteful, you know, and there's a lot to be said about vibrations in food and foods with a higher vibration will be more nourishing to your body. Right. Um, so, and it's energy transfer, right? Happy, happy vibes. And um, so you have happy cows, happy vibes, um, happy workers, happier workers, picking the foods, happier vibes, higher nutrient value to you. People can laugh, but it's true. <laughs> yeah. That's why we no, bless yeah. our food, right? We can raise the vibration in the food and, and make it more nourishing to you. Um, all these factors, I think, are very, very important when it comes to that. I'd rather uh, have milk from a happy cow, you know? <laughs> yeah. eggs from a happy chicken, no, um, spinach from a happy worker, right? For sure, 100%. Yeah. And yeah, we hear, much uh, we hear words like refined, which you said earlier, yes. um, and I don't think people really understand which th what this means for their food. Uh, how would you describe refined food versus whole foods? I think it all, I shouldn't say all started, but it really, really started back in the day when they were still milling flour, and they were milling flour, and they were getting bugs in the flour, so they started sifting it. And, and milling it out. But in the process of getting the bugs out of the flour, they were milling out or sifting out the, the germ and the bran. And the product was this white fluffy flour um, that, like I said before, now it doesn't have the iron. It doesn't have the B vitamins. It doesn't have the fiber. It doesn't have the things that whole foods provide you with. Whole foods will give you everything in, in one shot. You know what I mean? Um, but this light, fluffy flour made delicious cakes and breads. And that ended up becoming more valuable, unfortunately. Um, and that's where it started. And now when people eat those kind of, of flour foods, um, they get what is called a nutrient debt. When your body eats carbohydrates, it thinks it can perform certain functions. So it does certain biological, physiological functions and it, and it does, and it ends up taking the nutrients that it needs from your body instead of from the food. It just thought it ate, if that makes any sense. Um, and it just goes from there. So with these refined foods, they're partial foods. They don't provide you with everything you need. You need to balance it out. And you need to make sure that you're getting everything you need to digest that food. You need the fiber, right? You need the energy and, and you need the, the vitamins and minerals that are required to perform these functions in your body too. And uh, we are all taught the importance of flavor. And I mean, flavor is wonderful, but we can't just base what we eat on what it tastes like, you know? And uh, there are so many whole foods that are so darn delicious anyway. We just don't know it. And it's, it's not as convenient to prepare it. Right. And that's what's sad. 
With everything that is is being processed in foods these days on a mass scale, uh, you know, our governments and world leaders will have us think that this is the only way that we're going to be able to feed the entire planet is to keep mass producing it on this scale. And there's this illusion right now of scarcity uh, from everything, especially uh, from organic foods and farmed foods. Uh, they're trying to portray that there's of course they're causing these supply chain uh problems sure. and they're blowing up food processing processing plants and all kinds of nefarious things right now but uh it's they it seems like they're gonna do anything to keep us in this perpetual state of unhealthiness in the foods and i don't see anything changing the other day i saw some new news reports from a couple of mainstream news outlets that said that there were some new inspections from fast foods that saying that most of the, the the ingredients aren't real ingredients and a lot of them is poisonous to humans. But yet they're still sure, serving the same fast they're foods. All together? They're all yeah. working together. <laughs> Nothing's changed, though. They're still, I mean, all, this, all those companies are still running. McDonald's is still serving the same food. I haven't heard yeah. them changing their ingredients at all. So, yeah. you know, and that's is, why... I should get to it and, and teach us some more about what we need to look for because it's only, it's only up to us. They're going to keep pushing it. Of course they'll keep pushing it and uh, we'll keep eating it unless we know better, you know, and just, yeah. <laughs> I have a sister-in-law who's terrified because she watches the news all the time oh. and uh, yeah, it breaks my heart. And um, so maybe I can, uh, help a little bit more about reading labels. Mm -hmm. um, we read labels and um, maybe a lot of us don't read labels. We want to- Guilty, when we look guilty, at more, but I should. Yeah, we have to, we have to, um, because there are colorants in foods for our children that can cause them brain damage. With me, if there's ever a number after a color on a label, you know it's no good for your kid, right? Um, glucose fructose. What the heck is that? You think that's good for you? No. Sugars should be occurring naturally. If, if something's going to be sweetened, it should be sweetened with a cane sugar, okay? Or with honey or, or maple syrup. Um, glucose. You're reading the ingredients and it sounds like a science experiment is probably not good for you. Huh? Exactly. Um, we all know that the biggest ingredient on the list is, is the first one, right? But read to the end, read to the end. Like I said, if there are numbers, if there are things like BHT at, at the end, um, that is a packaging preservative, um, these things are dangerous. Uh, things like hydrolyzed vegetable protein or hydrolyzed vegetable seasoning. Um, it's MSG. That's MSG. People need to know this. <laughs> now, we hear it's MSG not, a lot. What, what is the danger of MSG? Well, monosodium glutamate. Mm -hmm. It's a sodium, a mono. That's a one, um, a single sodium but it, it's just high and glutamate it's not a glutamine it's it causes brain damage it can cause brain damage and uh you can still i have a girlfriend who buys it in a salt shaker she'll add it to stuff because it tastes delicious but it's terrible for us it's terrible for us uh 
the dyes for the children, terrible for us. Um, when it, when you buy something with flour in it, it should start with the word whole, whole wheat flour, whole grain flour, even wheat. Now you don't necessarily want to buy conventional wheat. It is a genetically modified product. Now it has seven times the gluten. Anyway, it did 20 years ago. It might be more now seven times the gluten than artisanal wheat. What the heck is that? No wonder people have these issues now, right? Gluten intolerance and stuff like that. That's also, I believe, from refined food. When they were young and started eating these things, they weren't eating them in the whole form. You know, um, even vitamins, vitamins like B vitamins. People will just go out and buy a B6, a B12, mm. a niacin. They should come in a complex because when you eat them in nature, the foods that contain the bees will contain the complex. You know, nothing is is singled out in nature. Man, I wonder so, yeah. what, uh, what the long-term effects of things like lab-grown meat are going to have on people. Uh, it, I mean, just the, the initial looking at it is disgusting, but thinking about what it could cause to the human body in a long term is terrifying. Well, why would we do this? Why would we make this well, choice? we're being pushed to, to get lab-grown meats, uh, to stop eating real meat, and then also to eat bugs instead. Because uh, <laughs> bugs are going to be our new primary source of, of protein. And then what are they going to do with those bugs to make them bad for us? Jeez Louise. Well, I'm sure it, it's up to us. The bottom line is it's up to us. I mean, I love the fact that um, you're pushing urban gardening and, and sustainable gardening and things like that, because that's what we're going to have to do. My friend's father is a butcher, like a local butcher, not for a big chain or anybody like that. And he has bought three giant chest freezers and he has filled them because the prices of meat are so high and he likes um, hormone free, um, free range meats. And his primary farmer or farm source was just told to shut down. They weren't set on fire, but uh, they were, they were just told they had to shut down. The heck is that out in Prince Edward Island here? We're, that's, that's our um, Idaho. That's our potato land. Mm. You're burning down potato fields. Yeah. What the heck? How do most Canadians that you've noticed, um, at least the ones you're associated with or can kind of uh, observe on a daily basis, how do they feel about everything that's happened, especially in the past couple of years? I, I'm different from most of my friends. Most of my family and most of the people. There's a lot from Canadians that there's just, they just go with whatever. They're suckers. They're suckers. They watch CP24 and they watch the numbers and they just do as they're told. They listen to the, and in schools too, right? Like I said before, the kids aren't allowed to eat this, this or that. So they're all giving packaged food to their kids. They're just all, I think they're pussies. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. they're not thinking for themselves like i always questioned these things it's like we made it this far like why are we listening to this why are we eating like this why why no, and I we just think there's keep a lot on more going. that we could do be doing here in the united states as well 
Uh, There's so, so much more, yeah. but, but they don't want us to think for ourselves. They don't want us to be strong. I think they want us to have higher or lower the men to have lower levels of testosterone. Yeah. Um, so that nobody can like, is that like another that? thing? Um, it, I mean? are, are these you? modified foods are probably affecting men's testosterone, I would think, right? Sure, especially soy. Soy is a phytoestrogen. And you have all these vegetarian men now that are eating soy, like it's a phytoestrogen. Hmm. They have to take it back, you know? Um, sitting in offices, sitting still. Um, lowers testosterone levels and lowered testosterone levels increase some um, chances of prostate cancers. And then they radiate you when you have a prostate yeah. problem, right? It's, it's disgusting. And it's just a way to keep us all low. And uh, our government has pushed all these, um, all these rules on us right from the start and we just go for it probably because we're all stoned now <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, there's a lot of complacency here, even here in the United States. I think the only thing that is um, keeping us from getting quite as caught up as you guys is we still have our guns. And uh, I don't think that, you know, know. I don't think they're ever going to be able to to disarm us, you know? You know, I live in Ontario. All the, the urban parts of our Ontario are in the south, the southern end. And that only goes north, like maybe a couple of hundred kilometers. And then these people hunt. These people live in places where they can take care of themselves and they're supposed to give up their guns. Give me a break. It's a joke. They want us all to just depend on them. If we can't hunt and we can't feed ourselves, then we're doing what they want, I guess. It's terrible. Now, before we get to some solutions and things that you like to to tell people about and offer for for healthcare, um, is there anything else that we should know about um, food industries and uh, mass production that we need to watch out for? Well, I think most of it. I hate to say it. I I really just think people need to start taking it back and – and just buying more produce, buying more whole foods, you know, buying more organic. I'm sorry. Like, I don't, I know people say it's expensive, but honestly, the prices of berries for me have stayed the same all summer and everyone else is freaking out and I don't, I don't get it. Mm. Um, they think it's expensive to begin with, but I think the cost of being sick is more expensive. Right. I think you choose these things. You you avoid the pesticides as much as you can. You avoid the hormones and antibiotics in meats as best you can because antibiotics aren't a good thing. They will kill all of your intestinal flora and then they leave you susceptible to another disease. It becomes a cycle, a domino effect. And people don't realize that. They just think they can take antibiotics for anything. But you can't kill a virus with an antibiotic. You can't kill a parasite with an antibiotic. So we need to learn 
not to just give in, not to go to the doctor all the time and to eat more whole foods, whole vegetables, whole grains. Uh, you want to make a, a complete protein outside of nature. You have to mix grains and beans or legumes that will create a whole complete protein. Unfortunately, animal protein is a complete protein and, um, Outside the animal world, I think almonds and cashews might be the only other sources of complete protein. So people need to learn how to food combine to keep themselves healthy. They need to take more probiotics, more yogurts, more sauerkrauts, um, things like that. I do a smoothie every day. I try to get everything in that I can in, in the morning. So I put all my fruits, bananas, pineapples, berries, da da da, da. I put in kefir. That is high probiotic. Um, it's a liquid yogurt, um, a little almond milk. I stay away from the soy milk. Um, and then I add things like bee pollen. I add uh, a hemp protein powder. I add hemp hearts, flaxseed, milled flaxseed, chia seed. I try to get it all in there all at once. I add my turmeric in there. Um, we need to keep ourselves strong. And I know refined foods are very, very convenient, but uh, you can find some other things too. They're in the frozen sections. They have, um, and it doesn't have to be organic necessarily, but uh, they can have um, foods that are not so chemical laden. Yeah. You know, there, yeah. are, there are different brands. There are different names. There's Amy's. Um, things like that. You have to read the labels. You have to read the labels. And if you can understand everything that's in it, then you can eat it. <laughs> right, right on. Now, the the mainstream medical and pharmaceutical industries has done a great job at making people look at homeopathy, uh, energy medicines, uh, natural, natural healings as something that's woo-woo and just for crazy people tinfoil hat wears uh when in reality it that's where it's yeah. at that is the actually key to the best health that i think humans can have absolutely uh, you work with a lot of this stuff and i'm sure there's people who have very uh, small understandings of things like reiki or aromatherapy and things like that tell us a little bit about some of these things uh, starting with aromatherapy that you're involved with um, aromatherapy uh, are essential oils. Um, and I use them a lot. Um, they can create a mood. They can balance your hormones. They can give you energy or they can calm you down. Um, some of them are wonderful enough. Oil of oregano can, you can take internally. Um, a lot of them you can take internally. Um, it depends, depends on how they're processed but you just ask at the store if you can take these ones or not. Um, they can help with digestion. Oil of oregano kills. There's something better than an antibiotic. It can kill bacteria, fungus, parasites. Um, you can apply it topically. I had caught shingles a few years ago. I got rid of it in two weeks all by myself. I took a homeopathic liquid um, shingle remedy. I put honey, oil of oregano, um, coconut oil on, on the rash. It was, 
it was fine. And it was gone. I didn't have to take anything heavy duty. And I, and every, every time I looked online, of course, you look online for things too, Chris. And the first three pages, Google tells you, even if you write in natural remedy, they're all medically um, sourced. Right. You have to go three, four pages in to find like healthy mama or Buddha child remedies. And these are the ones that'll tell you, yes, you can cure it. All the ones from the medical system tell you, no, you can't cure it. Right. I just scroll until I find the one that says yes. <laughs> um, but so aromatherapy um, is excellent for things like that. Um, you can inhale it. You can apply it topically. Um, a lot of them are good for your skin. Um, a lot of them can help with varicose veins um, and things like that. With homeopathy, homeopathy, if it doesn't, if your body doesn't need what you happen to be taking, it will just ex excrete it out. There are no side effects. There are no issues. They take a, for example, if you are allergic to cat dander, um, they'll take cat dander and they will dilute it time and time over and over and over until you don't even have the particle of cat dander in the remedy. It's more like the essence or the memory of it. And then when you take that in the body, your body can overcome it um, like that. Like not immediately, you have to get it into you, um, but it's that simple. It can make you stronger. Um, arnica, homeopathic arnica is great, not only for pain, it's not a painkiller, but it builds your tolerance to pain. It can also prepare you for a trauma, like a surgery. It can help you um, heal faster from a trauma. These things are wonderful and people dismiss them. And I'll tell you, they're $7.99 for a little thing of pills, mm. not hundreds of dollars for a prescription. It's gonna get you nowhere. And like I said, um, no side effects. <laughs> to me it's a no-brainer i take the i get motion sickness i'll take them for that and before i go on a trip yeah they're handy to have around so um essential oils aromatherapy reiki um reiki i call it the jesus healing mm -hmm. i love it um it has to do with breath work you're summoning the greatest love, the, the love that has created you is now going to be channeled, pushed through you and um, applied to somebody where they need it. It's, it's wonderful. I remember um, <laughs> I was, uh, I had my hands on the back of a person I know that smokes heavily. They're not taking care of themselves at all. They're, they've been smoking forever. Um, I put my hands on their back and I listened to them breathe. And with their breath, I pictured them breathing in white light. I was also summoning Reiki, trying to, to help. I was picturing the lungs filling with white and pushing out the black. And I was, I was giving my love and asking for the love to to help do this and after i wouldn't even say five minutes just meek and they didn't know what i was doing 
<laughs> um, after about five minutes, they just jumped out of their chair and they started coughing and they ran to the washroom and they coughed and coughed. And I thought, oh, oh what have I done? Because it didn't just stop. Like they just kept going and going and going and they coughed it out and they came back and said, what in the heck happened? Wow. But it works. Yeah, <laughs> I remember a podcast of yours where that gentleman was um, a Pentecostal healer. Mm-hmm. Remember that? And he said um, that he, somebody came up and said, give me sight. And the guy had no eyeballs. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I was yeah. hooting and hollering on my couch. I was like, yeah, <laughs> we can do amazing things if we believe it, not, not believe it. If we know it, mm-hmm. we have to know it. Right. Yeah, That's the one of the most important aspects, right. Is just to be able to trust that our body can do incredible things and heal ourselves. Uh, and that the power of positive energy on top of that can do even more things. Yeah. Yeah. We can heal ourselves. We're incredible, incredible creatures. I actually know a man who knows a man, um, honestly, and this gentleman was a neurosurgeon and he became paralyzed. Um, he was in his fifties, sixties, he became paralyzed and this man had nothing but time. And my friend told me that his friend thought about the process that the body goes through to make things move, to make things work because he knows that he's a neurosurgeon. Um, and he just thought about it. And when his mind strayed, he started over again. And the man is walking. He's a senior citizen and he willed himself to walk. It, yeah. You can do it. And our bodies are, they don't want to feel pain. They don't want to feel disease. They don't want to feel discomfort. And our body will immediately and constantly repair itself from everything we do to it every day. So if we actually sat and thought about healing ourselves and thought positive, joyful, thankful thoughts mm-hmm. while we we're doing it, we can fix things. Right. Now, do you, <laughs> uh, do you offer any type of like a remote healing or a remote Reiki? Um, I would if, if you let me. <laughs> what you have to do <laughs> um, the, in Reiki, the other person has to give the permission. Mm-hmm. You're not really supposed to invade it yourself. I mean, right, I've tried right. doing that too. When I, you know, when, um, like when my grandmother was, was at the end kind of thing, you want to give them your love and, and things like that. But you also need to know that they want it. Some people want to be sick. Some people are happy being taken care of. You know, some people, maybe it's not their purpose to stay here much longer. It's sad, but but true. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, so I can do it or I can try to do it if the other person's on board. All right on. <laughs> Sherry, thank you so much. This is such important information for people to hear, and I'd love to have you back on in the future. We can get even deeper into some of this stuff. Really? Uh, oh, yeah, for sure. Really? Now, Because I've got all kinds of things. Oh, I- yeah. We, we, there's plenty we could talk about. Uh, now, before you go, it, do you offer any type of Reiki to the public? 
Um, I really do it with my friends. I mean, if anybody really wanted to to connect with me that is around here, I, mm. I'm here. Yeah, definitely. Right. Definitely. I'm here to spread the love. I don't even know if I helped enough about the uh, label reading and such, but uh, I hope some people learned a few things about the foods that they're eating. Now, if people uh, do want to get in touch with you, is there a way that they can, an email or something like that? Absolutely. Absolutely. They can email me. Should I tell you? It's, yeah, uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. SherryKemp71 at gmail.com. Perfect. All right, Sherry. Well, this was great. Like I said, we'll have to definitely go deeper into this in the future. That would be really nice. That would be really nice. I'd love to talk about the ramp the stuff and all that too, if you're oh, interested. Oh, yeah, definitely, for sure. <laughs> because well, that touches on, um, as well, healing, self-healing and how to do it kind of um right what to know what to what to think and what to avoid when it comes to um rituals and things like that too oh yeah we'll get into some consciousness and spirituality for sure all right until next time everyone have an excellent evening we'll talk again tomorrow see y'all there